Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, all the way from Wales, is Cheryl Bass. Now, I am woman. This is something that we in our generation now can stand up and very proudly say, but it hasn't been an easy journey getting here to even be able to stand up and say, I am woman without kind of scrutiny. So I am a woman is the journey of Cheryl. It's something that she is doing for other women to help them succeed in business. Stand tall in who you are, what you represent, what you want to do and go after it. And uh, most certainly we do need more women to feel that they are supported and they have an avenue because we are seeing so many more entrepreneurial women out there today. And this is something that we need to encourage. Uh, Cheryl is a published author. She works. Uh, her works include Walking in My Shoes, Playing and Staying on Top of Your Game, Embracing and Releasing the Celebrity in You. It's a collection of short stories about inspirational women, a series of books exploring the childhood development of entrepreneurs, and the several anthologies of self-help, uh, tactical business planning books, and online materials. Cheryl's uh, poetry appears in Sue Maggot's Believe, the Gift of Inspiration for Female Entrepreneurs. So I think you're actually beginning to see a thread here, aren't you? Entrepreneur, women, entrepreneur. This is what's very, very close to her heart and what she recognizes is actually needed for women in order to succeed. I Am Woman is a heart-centered family of inspiring women in business, management and leadership who motivate, inspire, empower and support one another through its network of business clubs and online forums. So let's find out how you can embrace this. Now I know this is based in Wales, but uh, all the programs she has, it's an excellent excuse to go to Wales on holiday and take one of her courses here. But she is branching out internationally as well. And the skills that she's even going to share with you here today are universal. And we really need to actually understand our development, our childhood's development, um, and why it is we want to be an entrepreneur, what drives us forward, and the embracement of I Am Woman. So let's find out how it all started, uh, because clearly there's a lot of drive in Cheryl, and I want to know who's driving the vehicle. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you very much. Thank you for that amazing build-up, Sarah. Much appreciated. <laughs> much appreciate you being on the air with us. Um, I love, you know, I love the title, I Am Woman. It is something that we have fought for all our lives, isn't it? To stand up and say it with pride and without apology. That's right. That's right. And the, the name of I Am Woman came from that amazing song by Helen Reddy, you know, the I Am yeah. Woman song. Yes. Yeah. A, a good song to have it come from, for sure. Um so for you, I mean, definitely one can see that current thread of, you know, being a go-getter, seeing possibilities, obviously seeing business. Um, you know, as we talk about children are born, we're all born to our purpose. You know, it's that what we're here for is already there instilled in us, but it's not always recognized when we're young and certainly not always nurtured. Has this kind of business drive or just being able to see possibilities always been in you? Uh, I believe it, it it was and is always in me and other people. But it's having that opportunity in life where you can sit back and listen to that still small voice within you uh, to really, um, within that inner peace, find out who you are and, and what your purpose is in life. Exactly. Um, you know, it's living life from the inside out, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Everybody's busy chasing the the success on the outside, and y you just can't find it until you connect with the in, because it, everything that's you do in life is from the inside out. That's right. That's right. And you know, there are, sometimes there are times in life where we have a breakthrough or a breakdown, 
where we're actually forced to stop and listen to this still small voice within us. You know, sometimes we can feel we're going totally uh, off and away from our path. And then something in life jolts us and brings us back to thankfully step into the person that we were always born to be. Yes. Um, I actually call that your diva. You know, we're born with a diva, an acronym for a dreamer, inspirer, vision, and aspire. And when you watch a child play, they're always in a dream, inspired by their surroundings, with a vision of grandeur that they're going to aspire to. And we lose it along the way. And then when you reconnect with it and allow yourself to dream and be inspired by that dream, you see the vision of it. And now it's just a question of aspiring to make it happen. Um, We need people to be dreamers, don't we? I love the uh, words of Wayne Dyer when he says, you know, when children are born, um, they're born perfectly aligned with who they're designed to be. Mm -hmm. Then as parents, we uh, then start playing with ego. And um, he defines ego as edging God out of (laughs) children's lives and uh, trying to shape children and push children this way and that until the result is they don't know who they are or where they're going. And uh, sometimes, you know, it takes a breakthrough or a breakdown in order for somebody to then get back on their path and to be living their life on purpose again. And I think we all deserve that opportunity in life to live our lives on purpose. I meet so many people who are almost disenfranchised from their own body, their own feelings and their own passions. And it's really sad because you can see the energy within their life just isn't there. So I believe we all deserve that opportunity in life to live our lives on purpose. I 100% agree with you. I'm always talking about meaningful purpose in life because it's the reason why we're here. And, you know, um, a lot of people are are the walking dead right now. And we're back. Sorry, folks, we had a lovely technical glitch there. The beauty and the wonders of the Internet. When it works, it's perfect. And when it doesn't, can be a little bugger. But we're back online here and we're talking about I am woman and living in your dreams and embracing your meaningful purpose in life. And finding that meaningful purpose, as you said, Cheryl, is is born to us. It's there. Um, And then society comes along and dictates how we raise our children, what they're taught in school, um, you know, everything about how they dress and how they behave. And we systematically kind of beat out of the child everything that they were designed here to do instead of nurturing those beautiful skills and gifts into everything they're meant to be. And so consequently, as an adult, We have to reprogram because inside of us is this inner voice saying you're following the wrong path. You need to change directions. Uh, You've got a purpose here and you're not living it. And for some people, it's a very gentle kiss on the brow and they they change directions. For others, it's catastrophic or the hatchet in the head. And it'd be wonderful if, you know, our children were brought up to be that beautiful nurturing, you know, what purpose. But in changing those minds and deprogramming people to embrace who they really are meant to be older can be a little bit more challenging can't it that's right and you know when when we as parents have children we're not given this ideal program of how to bring up children usually we're bringing up our children based on the flaws Mm. of uh, how we were brought up as children and sometimes things in our own childhood worked well and served us well but somehow perhaps we didn't like it so we alter the program and then that alters the child you know the good the bad and the very ugly yes (laughs) definitely um when somebody does step into that meaningful purpose in life you know that this is what i'm here for you know i'm now connected to to that purpose it really becomes more than a light bulb moment doesn't it it becomes kind of a that euphoric at last i know why i'm here that's right and it's it almost feels like then what you might find you're in flow and uh, you're you're working and feeling so energized by what it is that you you're doing you know sometimes we feel we could be pushing something uphill and that shows that we're you know we're not in flow Mm -hmm. Um, and when we are in flow 
you know, things flow. It's as easy as that. Just things flow and and synergistic things start happening. And we just know we're in the right place, meeting the right teachers in our lives and uh, good stuff happens. Exactly. You know, we're, we're all energy, every single particle of us. And, you know, energy likes to move. It doesn't like to be stagnant. And if we learn to tap into our energy and, and allow it to flow, all that knowledge that we need um, and that inspiration is in that flow. And as you said, we don't, you know, so many people want this five-year plan of where they're going. And really it is, is just knowing how to pack for the now and That's being aware right. of the next moment is all you need. That's right. And it, you know, some people say, you know, um, God laughs at us when he sees us making a plan. Because <laughs> he's got a different plan for us, yeah, <laughs> most certainly. So is preparing yourself for the possibilities and the opportunities of today, isn't it? Uh, that's right. And just staying connected, you know, I have a daily and morning meditation time where I just feel as though I plug into the mains, you know, I tune into what it is I should be doing that day and, you know, reviewing and just listening to what's really going on in my life before I actually start the day, you know. Sometimes we spend more time dressing ourselves in an outfit as opposed to changing, um, sorry, choosing the kind of behavior we want that day or the kind of attitude we want that day or the kind of energy we want around us that day. So I think it's so important, right first thing in the morning, we just tune into this, what you might call higher force or uh, purpose or connection, but it is that almost like shutting down all the distractions around us and tuning into, you know, where we should be going that day. Attitude is huge, isn't it? Because, you know, you can wake up, oh, my back is sore, I didn't have a good night's sleep. And But it's, it's the way you kind of wake up and the way you greet your day is the way your day is going to go for you. So right. that dialogue is, you know, yeah, you can have bad nights and it's um, and sometimes, you know, that's going to be a little overwhelming. But it's like, OK, had a bad night. I'm going to I'm going to do the very best I can for today. In the very you, know, you can't choose. You can't change the people. You can't change the circumstance. Mm -hmm. You can certainly choose your attitude in that set of circumstances. I can remember having to walk into this meeting thinking this is going to be really hard, and I know I can't choose the people in it or what we're going to be talking about, but I can choose the attitude I walk into that meeting with. And it's also, you know, so many people take courses or learn something and they become so rigid with it instead of uh, them bringing their own flavor to the dish you know these are tools that you've been given how you use those tools uh, is now up to your own gift your own forte and you know people that literally l learn something and then kind of work by numbers and don't have that flexibility or don't bring any of, the, any of themselves to the equation are the ones that are going to quickly you know shatter and break in a situation that's right. I'm so glad I started um, developing personal awareness so early on in my life and had that opportunity of equipping myself with those skills. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, might go all the way through life and never get that there's a bigger piece of communication that happens around them. Mm -hmm. As you say, sometimes people can be so rigid and boxed and just never see perhaps even the other person's perspective, let alone what's beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yes, we see that a great deal. And, you know, it's um, I, I speak to uh, the soul, the heart, the spirit and the mind, and I talk to knowingness a great deal. And, you know, the divine intellect comes through that soul, that gut feeling. I know, I don't know why I know, but I just know. Resonating with the heart and passion of what you want to do with that knowledge, the spirit going into action, and then the mind knowing what it needs to know at the time it needs to know it. And that is being in that flow. That's allowing that guidance to happen. And if you are a rigid, unflexible person, you're never going to get into that knowingness or understand what the now is teaching you because you're dictating. And That's you can't be dictating. You have to be... Um, you know, receiving, don't you? 
That's right. And when you think of, you know, a child, you know, even when the child is in the mother's womb, it's open to so much information that's been sent its way. And that nought to six months is where that child, you know, starts connecting uh, with its parents and, you know, develops this attachment. And, you know, with a lot of children and with a lot of parents, you know, there there perhaps isn't this attachment that takes place. And that whole um, understanding of this inner core self-belief is there nought to six months. And, it, you know, once you start looking at and reflecting upon the impact child development has upon how the adult then performs with their co-workers, as a lover, as a as a, a mother, as a father, as a you know a husband or a wife, it may, just makes us re- realize how critical the whole child development journey is to the success or the failure of a female entrepreneur. And this now leads to your Aspire um, development of your founders, um, Once Upon a Time. Um, how uh, childhood development uh, impacts our entrepreneurial posture, which I like that. And the research has been developed uh, over two decades and can now help us grow and gain our own parts beyond our fears and how to ride growth edge and the business success. And people just don't get it, do they? That um, our childhood and the way we looked at life and all that imprinting and programming that went into that will dictate how you're going to perform in life now. And you really have to go back um, and kind of really have a good look uh, at your own childhood to actually understand why you make the decisions you make now. That's right. And it's almost catching yourself in moments thinking, mm-hmm. why, why am I um, dealing with this in this way? You know, I'm sure we've all, all had those circumstances where we feel I'm going around the same mountain again. Mm-hmm. And that's because we didn't get it right the first time. And we are kept being given opportunities to make different choices, to learn from an experience. But somehow we we find ourselves traveling around the same mountains time and time and time again until we get it, until we realize, you know, I need to make a different choice here. And so the more we can reflect upon uh, our original choices, what was originally going on and why we did the things we did, the sooner then we can make conscious decisions about making different decisions in order to move forward. You know, they say, you know, the definition of madness is doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, this whole thing about, I love tradition. You know, I'm British. Um, You know, there's some beautiful traditions that are really lovely. But there are some that we need to, you know, move on from. And uh, when you look at, well, it was good enough for your parents, why isn't it good enough for you? Well, you have to take uh, into consideration that, you know, was it good enough for them? Because how far did they go in their own lives and were they happy? Um, The other thing is we evolve and look at this last 30, 40 years with technology. And I wrote about this the other day, how technically we are absolutely mind blowing beyond our, our own comprehension. But we are still stuck in this kind of moral dilemma of who we should be and what our purpose is and and how we interact with all of this is we're very slow to develop, aren't we? We may develop things fast, but we are very slow to develop. We are, yes. I I think sometimes we're just powerful beyond our own belief (laughs) and be afraid of that power and, and keep hiding our light and our knowledge away thinking that uh, somehow we um, we will playing small is safer yeah and it's not is it you know it's it's um you can't stand and say I am woman boldly and proudly if you're still timid uh, if you're still apologetic or, or if you're still insecure because to say to stand tall and say I am woman this is my purpose and this is what I'm going to do you have got to have been willing to let and nurture that inner child out so that you can embrace the woman within you that's right that's right but but if you look at um, the backgrounds that different women come from Mm -hmm. you can then understand 
And I think that's what I think the more the older I get, the more important I think it is just to listen to people's journey because their journeys will give you uh, lots of clues to why they are performing the way they're performing. And if you were to, you know, when I look at my own childhood, you know, I was brought up in a very working class background, uh, brought up in a linked house um, on a street where um, you knew women got beaten, Mm -hmm. uh, you knew children got beaten, you learned to look the other way, um, there was an expectation about what girls did versus what boys did. Mm-hmm. Um, the measure of you being a good wife was that you could make gravy, <laughs> you could uh, have your whites really brilliantly white hanging on your washing line, that you scrubbed your doorstep and had your door open first thing in the morning, that you were able to send your children to school uh, with shoes. And so sometimes we forget the cultural norms of that time were the norms. And we were brought up against those norms thinking that was what life was. And as life evolves, expectations evolve. uh, But it's recognizing the journey people have made to be where they're at. And depending upon how their families have evolved or their communities have evolved or even how opportunities have evolved, this will change somebody with regards to how they perform in business. And and absolutely. I mean, we've, um, you know, with the world of technology, it's allowed uh, women to step into, you know, these technological realms, which before was just a man's world. And, And in a lot of ways, this technology is still kind of guarded very much by man. Um, women were kind of, you know, like children, meant to be seen and not heard. Um, the pride was, as you said, in keeping everything clean and the kids off to school and out of trouble. And it, it almost kind of then became, the pride became so much, and you know, that the the fear of shame started mm-hmm. taking over and people then became so ashamed if, if the shoe was scuffed or this, you know, disproportion. Because there wasn't any other outlet for them. There wasn't anywhere else for them to go. So it was so easy to flip to that other scale. That's right. And it's looking at women now as entrepreneurs. They're coming from a different cultural base. They're coming with a different skill set into the workplace. They're coming... um, When it comes to things like raising finance, they're far more risk-averse because uh, they at home traditionally weren't the people who made the decisions based on where the money was going to be spent. And women, you know, don't take themselves as seriously in the, in the workplace as a man does. So when it comes to a woman applying for a job, unless they've got 80% of the skills, they won't even apply for the job. Mm-hmm. Whereas a man will apply for the same job if they've only got 20% of the skills. So there's less of a number of women seeing enough in themselves to apply for some of these top jobs. They, they possibly are, are, you know, just if not more capable than the men to take up. You know, I'll tell you in all honesty, I have no skills. You know, and I taught myself into jobs. I was the first uh, mobile oil woman rep in South Africa, had no idea the composition of oil or any of that. It was a sales job. And, you know, it was a question of you sell yourself first, your own personality. You make the, the buyer feel comfortable with what you're selling because there really, really wasn't much difference between everybody's product, right? And it was all down to that. And yeah. that's what I went with, you know. Um, you know, they tried to put me through a course, and of course it was way over my head, didn't understand a thing, but it, I didn't need to. So I relied on the personality, and I didn't have any, any knowledge of the skills. And I think, as you said, women go in there, I need to know it all. But if they just stepped in the confidence of who they are, and mm. go in, I know this much, but I have a great aptitude to learning, um, and I'm eager, you know, then it's, it's a different approach altogether. I can remember going for an interview, uh, I was only 30 and it was for a manager of an enterprise centre for women and the first thing they did was give me a questionnaire. Well I didn't have a clue what some of these 
questions actually meant, let alone what the answers were. <laughs> and so I just went around the offices, knocking the doors, asking people to help me with the questionnaire. And so when I went in for my interview, they offered me the job there and then. And I said, well, I never actually filled in all those answers myself. And they said, oh, we love your networking approach and offered mm. me the job on the spot. Exactly. So it just shows sometimes it goes back to this attitude. Yeah. You know, does attitude equal aptitude? Well, you know, the gumption, right? We all need a little gumption. You know, what you displayed there is that you're able to play with others and bring together, you know, forward a, a, a team. And you know, that is really something that's really, really important when you're working in the workforce is that camaraderie that you have with other people, you know, and honey will, will get more done than vinegar. And if you let people in and say, I need help, people are always willing to help. And then you recognize it as a team, then people have got that recognition and, it, and there's a sense of pride and camaraderie there. I think you know this whole world of being so competitive i'm seeing less competitiveness and more collaboration now the emphasis yes. on collaboration and i think this is a beautiful thing because this is how we get things done and women are so powerful because in our woman women have recognized that women dominate the consumer market by some 87 percent so if women collaborate and pass business between women, then the whole economy of women is going to take off. So that's why I Am Woman is very much about getting women to see the advantages of uh, cross-pollinating each other's businesses, cross-pollinating each other's resources and skills, and really to start to collaborate. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's building a new product, building a new service, taking on a project together, uh, sharing a, a client base, but women are so powerful beyond unbelief and because they're so natural in how they nurture one another and relationships and new customers and new products and new services, then there's going to come a time where women get it and then become a very powerful force in, in managing the economy together. Well, you know the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And the thing of uh, everybody in a village knows that that village is only as strong as each other's contribution to it. And when you're looking at entrepreneurial women, you know, this is my business, that's your business, we can collaborate here, I could support you there, you could support me here. It is that village, isn't it? And that's they realize so. that they're only going to be as strong as those that they support. And women are so generous with yeah. one another. Um, and there's less of a competitive nature there because women genuinely want to nurture, whether it's sharing a new skill, a new talent, or um, uh, collaborating, on uh, whether it's organizing an event together or, or running a new training project together. Women are so generous in that way. And so it's really powerful in Iron Woman to see women come in, perhaps sometimes with just a, a germ of an idea, mm -hmm. and women genuinely gather around to see, you know, how can I help? And that's really what we really need in the world. You know, never mind entrepreneurialism. This is a, a whole approach that we need in the world is that we've everybody reaching out and going, look, this is my strength. This is my forte. How can I help you? And yes. and everybody kind of, instead of being, it's mine, it's all mine, you know, it, that kind of approach will keep you as, you know, that solopreneur on your own, uh, not growing very fast. When you reach out and say, I've got this great idea, who's, who's here to help me, and then what can I do for you? And um, this is what we do here on the station, obviously, at Self Discovery Radio. We're here to celebrate people who are doing wonderful work, because the more we share, somebody's story, somebody's how, sharing the tools, the more we enable other people to follow their own beautiful path in life, which then raises the vibration and contributes to the global community. That is quintessentially what it's all about. I totally agree. Totally. Totally on the same page. Right. <laughs> so I read that um, out of all the entrepreneurs in the world right now, the percentage is 55% women. Do you agree with that? 
I think it really depends on what area of the world you're talking about. So say, for example, in the UK, I believe it's around 33% women. That's still a good number. It's still a good number, but um, it's not enough, obviously. And, you know, when you think about women, you know, that they're having children, um, you know, they want to have families and a lot of people are putting it off until later. And so, many, I mean, this is, again, what the Internet has done is it's allowed people to have home based businesses. But yes. even with a home based business, you've got to get out and network in some form or other, uh, because otherwise, how are people going to know about you? But it at least can play into, you know, their other job as mother and we're seeing so much of that today, aren't we, of of mothers uh, uh, still being able to be mother and be that businesswoman? I think it's very challenging for women to do that. And when women come to Iron Woman, they, within their membership, they have three coaching sessions with their business club director. And many a time, a woman will come for their first coaching session and end up in tears. Uh, and it's usually because... At home, they're the taxi driver, they're the, mm-hmm. the, the, they're the cook, they're the washer-upper, and they don't tend to think people at home take them seriously. And they get so frustrated because alongside being the taxi driver and the, the washer-upper and the cook, they're trying to set up a business. Yeah. And so they, they long for somebody to sit down, take them seriously and listen to their plans mm-hmm. and then support them and help them make the right connections in order for that business to grow. Because sometimes they're not only caring for children, they might be caring for elderly parents. So they're constantly juggling, you know, getting those care needs in a way out of the way so they can find some space in the day in order for them to get their businesses moving forward. And it's really tricky, really, really tricky. And you know, and then you've got school holidays, inset dates, all this other stuff that then pulls on their time. And also, um, in some ways, they lose confidence in themselves because they think, well, I can get so far with this business, and then childcare or elderly care takes over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm back to uh, doing you know, what it is that I've got to do. And when I'm not working then, you know, if they were to take on a loan in order to take their business forward or, or if, they, if they want to rent offices to take their business forward, all this downtime when they're not actually making any money you know, is really worrying for a woman. You know? you know, what if Joey's off school sick? I then can't deliver what I'm doing because I'm the primary carer. How am I going to pay that loan back or pay my rent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these obstacles that are in the way. One of the things that we have here in North America, which I'm sure you've got, is this kind of renter space in an office where yes. y- you know you can rent it just for your meetings or um, your clients, this or that, and then you haven't got the burden of this whole rental that if you're not there, oh my God, it's sitting there and I'm paying rent on it, which I think you know, communal offices are wonderful. And, and as you said, is it, having a network of people in business, but having a network of caregivers as well, right? Other women who aren't yet ready to be an entrepreneur or go out and work um, uh, who can then help you with your kids so that you can go and do what you do. So it's just branching that whole networking system out so that it reaches all your corners. That's right. But you can see that where women are coming from a different space. And yeah. so the responsibilities and the weights and burdens they carry um, can be really challenging to overcome alongside running you know, what could be a high fast growth company. And you know, let's let's point something out that uh, being a mother who stays at home, which um, I did for quite a while, I always tried to do businesses around that, uh, you know, even before the internet. Um, that is a very serious job, you know, you, all these lives in your hands, you know, that guidance, that nurturing, that looking after, and that providing for them, is um, is a big responsibility. And you know, people say, but. You know, I've been looking after my kids. What can I do? Well, look at all the skills that you've developed through that. You know, the balancing of the books, you know, the, the budgeting for the food, uh, all the programs that you've had to rush to and the homework you've had to help with, uh, the psychological aspects of your children's growth. There's so many skills that people get 
through raising children that can now be transferred into something. That's right. I can remember the first project management course I went on and um, uh, my employer paid a lot of money to travel a long way on this three-day course. And I came back and I said, oh, you didn't tell me project what project management was. I can do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, well, well, you know, what did you learn? And I said, well, I learned that I developed a lot of skills at home because project management is just about, you know, preparing a meal and getting everyone around the table at the same time, working within a budget, a time scale. And, you know, we had a, a right old giggle about it because sometimes, you know, business is all about putting fancy names on things yeah. of the stuff that women naturally do at home. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is that if they ignite that dream and they've got a good idea, you know, don't go, oh, I, you know, I'm not qualified to do this, or I don't know anything about this. Well, this is where they turn to someone like you, who says, okay, you've got a great idea. Let's help you nurture that into some productivity. That's right. And just under 10% of patents pending globally are held by women. And these are women who have problem solved at home to invent something that suddenly becomes a business opportunity for them. And I think that's really exciting to think of women being at home, you know, and our potential inventors of the future, yeah. problem solving things for other people. And, you know, sometimes it's something so utterly stupid, uh, uh, but it just makes life so much easier. So therefore, that's why it's such a viable product. And it came out of necessity. And that's, that's all good inventions come out of necessity, don't they? And there are now what they might call necessity entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So these are women who have set up a business out of necessity. There didn't seem to be any other option other than to set up a business at home. Exactly. And that's because, too, is that, you know, let's look at the workforce. You know, uh, women are still uh, pay scale, um, opportunity scale, uh, even listen to scale, very much down the line in these big corporations. And, you know, the amount of women I've interviewed that, yeah, I went the corporate way. There was nowhere I was going to go in that. It, you know, the doors were closed. So I took everything I knew and started my own business. Very sensible. Yeah. Very, very sensible. Le learned everything, right? And then yeah. transfer those skills onto your own. Yeah. Um, and when you start looking at the salaries as well, uh -huh. you know, women can sometimes only get the salaries they need by being self-employed. Yeah. And, and it's the same amount of work and responsibility there. Um, but you're doing something you love and that's more meaningful, you know, more in tuned with your purpose. And, uh, you know, each one of them say, I may have walked away from six figures, but I'm more rich now and abundant in my worth and what I'm doing than I ever was before. Big form and after all, you know, you're not going to sack yourself, are you? Because <laughs> in a job, you can get sacked. <laughs> but at least if you, it's your own business, nobody's yeah. going to say to you, pack up and go home. You can't downsize yourself, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though, you know, another person said is, um, whatever business you build, uh, build it to make yourself obsolete. So build it in a way it can sustain itself and it's not 100% reliable on you. That's right. I look at the other side of that in that um, when I first set up Iron Woman, um, I didn't really get to grips with technology the way I should have. And I relied upon a lot of other people. Number one, it was very expensive. Number two, if they weren't there, everything came to a standstill. Yeah. And Number three, um, I really wasn't building something that was self-sustainable by myself. And so um, over the last year, I've got to grips far more with technology. And I'm really glad that I have now so that I make it um, uh, a habit of mine in order that um, I learn everything to do with the technology within Iron Woman so that anything goes down, I can step in at a moment's notice and deal with it, but also understand the full ramifications of the capabilities of that piece of technology. And I think this is why women can be so powerful in the future because they can run businesses 
from home, you know, their computer now can be a portal to so many different other, you know, social media platforms. And they can be selling online, mm. selling through different forums. You know, you, they don't know, need to have a shop. They can do just so much online. And uh, the internet, you know, capabilities are growing so fast. And I think women now, you know, they cannot afford to be left behind. No, and and it, there is no need for them to be. There's no excuse anymore. You know, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? There's there's just so much opportunity today. You know, it also used to be that if you're in the corporate job, you know, the the clothing you wore, the you know, the hair and the manicure and all that attention that you, you needed to have. And you know, not saying that you don't need to pay attention to yourself, but just being that entrepreneur and amongst that kind of network that you're not judged by whether you're driving up with a driver or you know you're wearing the latest Armani suit or anything else it's more casual more camaraderie and um and more flexible and and if you need help then you've got somebody in your network hey guys I'm running into this problem does anybody know how to solve it that's right and I think um another word that relates to where people are at now with the with business building I think people are far now more authentic yeah absolutely and people are proud to be authentic whether they're struggling uh, whether they uh, are stuck or whether they have to learn something they didn't know I think people are far more authentic now and I wonder if technology has made us that way because things are moving so fast nobody knows everything so people are far more feel far more confident to say I don't know how to do this knowing that there's somebody out there who can and everyone seems to be sharing a skill set and there's there's also excuse this expression but there's, there's a bullshit radar out there now and you know when somebody's just pulling the wool over your eyes you know it's just like I'm not buying that you know yeah. we're, we're also not buying this you know um, uh, buy low sell high you gotta buy now you gotta sign up now it's like oh shut up you're making too much noise uh, inspire me inspire yeah. me and then you invite me you know and yeah. this is what businesses are today a lot of it uh, everything of it is is you you are your business yeah. if you're not being authentic if you're not being real if you don't love what you're doing why should I want to have anything to do with it yeah and, and also I think uh, women now are far more self-aware so when they meet somebody who's carrying anger uh, who is a bully yeah who isn't able to manage themselves who is bossy who is rude then people these days just discharge them out of their lives absolutely and people genuinely want to be with nice people and life's too short you know it's it's way too short to allow someone to come along and and bully you and you know the amount of people that are in 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 corporations in businesses and and they feel that they've got no way out and their boss is bullying them and and um and they they've got no growth in there and you know they become sick because of the stress that it's causing and it's why put yourself through that when you can yeah. be you know part of a of a membership of of support and camaraderie and you may not be the entrepreneur but maybe you have a skill that can help that entrepreneur yeah and I think you know um, women in particular um, you know f feel comfortable in certain groupings of, of people and you know in I am woman you know I am woman might not be for everyone right but it's for a certain group of women who are aspiring for more who genuinely want to get alongside one another to help each other to grow and you know I think we've only banned two women uh, in the past but you could easily see when they came into the group oh gosh we're going to have some trouble here and uh, it is a lot easier just to discharge them away from the group you know they'd probably be happier a lot in somewhere else but when you're setting the tone of a group you know the, the then the group becomes self-selecting and yeah. I think the older we come as well as you said you know there's a bullshit radar out right. there <laughs> and uh, you know we, we want to make life simple we don't want to make life hard for one another and, you know, quite honestly, um, 
if you have a dream, if you've got a passion, if you're living in that meaningful purpose, if it's still difficult, you're doing something wrong, which is not, um, oh, you stupid person, you're doing something wrong. It's just that you haven't yet connected with the right people that can make it easier for you. And we really don't have an excuse today. I mean, we've got over 1,300 shows on here with people like you who have those skills. All you have to do is listen to them and resonate. Oh, I really like what they're doing. I need to know more. I feel they're a fit. We don't have the excuse to say, I don't know anymore, do we? Because we have so much information out there. It's just do let your fingers do the walking, do some listening, do some reading, and you'll find those people that go, yes, they're speaking to me. And I think sometimes it's having that confidence uh, to accept you might, you know, you might not be where you want to be, but at least you weren't where you started. That is something I remind myself every time I'm having a hard day and I go, oh, you know, should I be, you know, you get down on yourself. And then all you have to do is look at your past and you see how far you've come. And again, That's right. and just recognize you're in progress. You yeah. know, we're all in progress in one way, shape, or form. Exactly, and you know you're allowed to have a bad day, and and this is a good time to kind of reach out to people and say, hey, I need a virtual hug, or, or I need a little pep talk, or I need something because we should be able to support one another through the ups and downs, which doesn't mean that people get needy and you know keep me down because I'm getting the attention. But you know I'm having a bad day. I just you know need a hug or some soft words or some kindness to help me through the day and I think that's what women are very good at and sometimes as well I think it's about appreciating where you came from you know and if I was to reflect on back on my own childhood you know I was beaten when I was a child and developed a stammer so that when I went to school uh, I had this stammer that I then had to overcome and so for me um, I still know that stammer's there, and I've worked a way of how to work around it. And so I'm very gentle with myself. If somebody comes mm -hmm. at me um, in a very aggressive way, I have a technique of how to manage myself in those circumstances. Or if I'm working under stress, I know how to handle myself in those circumstances. So for me, it was very much about understanding, well, this is something that was in my past. I know it's likely to pop out again uh, if certain conditions are similar um, when I'm older. And it's so being gentle with myself because I know it's there. So I'm not going to create the circumstances that's going to elicit that. But I'm very gentle with myself in the process of how I manage me in certain situations. And so, you know, that's what I would say to a lot of women out there. You know, be aware of your journey. Yes. Let it be heard. Learn how to be gentle with yourself as you travel through your journey. And where possible, you know, link up with, you know, well, why was I supposed to have that learning? So in I Am Woman, it's very much, you know, part of our passion for women to be heard in business and for women to find their own voice in business. So for people, for women to understand their journey and how has that elicited passions in, in their lives mm -hmm. of things that are truly important for them to either keep expanding their learning on or helping other people through that process. So for me, it's very much about looking back at where you've come from and then being gentle with yourself as you journey forward as well. And, you know, you and I both come from that generation where there was a lot of, no, you can't, who do you think you are? Um, I, I have a learning disability and I never finished school. And that was always pointed out to me how unacademic I was and that I really wasn't really good for much. I uh, should just get a husband because there's nothing else that I could do in life. And for a long time, that's what I believed. And until, you know, the spirit in me was just too strong. I'm, I'm a spiritual counselor. You know, I was always out there counseling other people. That was what my gift was. That was what I was meant to do. And then it was, well, yes, you're very good at it. But however, you're not certified. And I said, well, God doesn't hand out a piece of paper. 
<laughs> he just gives you a gift. And when you have that gift and that's what your aptitude is, nurture it, honor it. It is the divine's gift and yes. use it because by using it, you will actually understand what it means. But you're right about listening to those triggers. Um, when you feel something is coming on that trigger, you know this path isn't serving you or this person is not good for you. And this is time for you to kind of look at a different direction or different people around you because those triggers are there for a reason. Mm, and it, I, I heard just recently on a, a, a TV lecture, you know, when um, Jesus chose the disciples, the disciples were very ordinary, mm -hmm. working class very in some ways malfunctioning adults at that time and so I think when those people who are called to do a role usually they've come from very simple or challenging backgrounds mm -hmm. and had to go through this journey of uh, overcoming dramatic circumstances so that they would then develop an appreciation of um, of how to do it simply as you move forward. And oh, I find people you, make you, it complicated. Yeah. yeah there's you always don't get anyway. No, no. And I always say, you know, you don't need to know everything. You just need to know other people who know what you don't know. That's right. All right. And that's what collaboration is. That's what networking is. Hey, folks, I don't know this. Oh, I know it. How can we work together? Yeah. You know, um, uh, just how, piggybacking off one another. Exactly. And that's that teamwork. I mean, this is one thing women do so very well, you know, in, as I said, back to the village, back to, to any time you look in history when women have needed each other, they've been there. Yeah, you, you've always got the bitchy ones, you know, or the, the, the righteous ones, and that's, you know, part of the journey. Um, but when women generally get there in care and support of one another, it's a group that is so heart-bound that it uh, can be very, very unbreakable. Oh, I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly. In our I Am Woman meetings, the first thing that women do, they come together and we serve cocktails and canapes. And that really gets women excited about the evening and the event to come. You know, They're introducing themselves to the people on the table that are with them. We teach them how to do a 15-second pitch. They choose three people in the room they're going to be doing business with. They get up and start doing the business, linking up swapping cards then we have three speakers who are genuinely members of that club talking about a different theme every month and then everyone sits around afterwards and has uh, merlot and chips and uh, sometimes we're actually scooting the women out of the door gone midnight because <laughs> they genuinely just want to stay around hang out and you know chat and get to know one another you know once you start putting women together yeah. you know they bond and they just want to keep doing business right and they're in good vibrations and i think that's the thing is is that you talk about doing business, but when women get together, it's no—it's not business in a sense, I in a way, is it? It's just—I don't know. I would love to come up with another word for it, because when women come together to enable one another, to support each other's possibilities, and to create opportunities, I think it's beyond a word called business. You know, because women know how to attend to business you know in everyday life but I'd love to call it something else because that collaboration and that unison and that support for one another is just so much more supreme than just doing business that's right you'd love to find another word for it yeah a word I'm gonna have to think on that one definitely <laughs> <laughs> because you know business kind of can sound a little you know just doing business but I think women go over and above you know, because yeah. it's not competitive, because it is camaraderie, because it is supportive, because it is celebrat celebratory. Everybody's celebrating what each other uh, can bring to the table. You know, it's, it's something that you get that I think is so missing in the business world. Yeah. But, you know, as you said, you make it a party, but look at how much is accomplished during that evening. And, and I find women usually choose a business that they're just totally in love with. Yeah. And my research has shown that women choose businesses based on healing something from their childhood. Mm. So they're doing something that perhaps they've overcome or they want to overcome, or it's just something they love that they have a passion for that's all part of that healing. So 
it's it's very much this sort of sense of attachment and connection to who they are within what they do as well. I think everybody that's been through a journey, you know, um, cancer, divorce, bankruptcy, um, you know, losing a loved one, losing a child, all of the people that I've ever interviewed that have gone through that have now gone on to that everything that happened to me happened to, to lay platform to what I'm doing today. And I wouldn't, you know, even if they've lost their loved one, I wouldn't turn the tables back because I'm living that purpose that now is serving more people. And That's sometimes right. when you're in the midst of something, you just have to know, you know, what you're meant to learn from this is how to survive it and then yeah. how to thrive it. Yeah, my mum died of breast cancer when she was 59. Yeah. And uh, some two years ago, I also had a breast cancer and I went undergone surgery and, and uh, I'm now in remission. And because I went through that, I understood how important it was for women to go for routine screening. If I hadn't gone for routine screening, the, the cancer just wouldn't have been detected at such an early stage and dealt with. Mm -hmm. So because I've been through that myself within I Am Woman, you know, routine health screening we promote. And once a year, we have a month that we dedicate just to looking good and feeling great. And we bring in lots of women who do uh, um, screening of all different kinds, free for our members. And one of our members said, you know, I am woman saved my life because without that routine screening for blood pressure, I could have died. Exactly. And that's so gratifying, isn't it? You know, that's, that's the reason why we do what we do is that impact on someone's life. And, you know, people say, how many people listen to this? How many people this? And I said, even if it's one, it's that one that changes the life. And that's if you look at just being able to help one person's life, that domino effect will happen. And, you know, that's the number you need to be looking at, the one. Yeah. And if it ends up being a dozen or more, fantastic. But look at the one. Because yeah. it's very important to that one life and then all the lives that change because of that one life. And mm. um, that's the impact that we can make on life. And that's great that you do that because that is something I think women do a great deal is put their health on the back burner. Yes. So and it's been amazing. Because <laughs> we've brought to the fore how important, you know, breast screening is. We do uh, cholesterol screening, blood pressure screening, bone density screening. Uh, arterial screening and all of these, these therapists once a year come in and we'll do all this screening totally free of charge for our members and it's picked up all sorts of things in our members health that they would have never detected through day-to-day um, -day living because as you say they put their own health on the back burner look after anyone else everyone else and it's when something goes wrong then they start investigating, you know, what they should have done perhaps further down the line. Yeah. So, yeah. as you say, you know, if it's just one person at a time that we help, it's one person that would have never have got that help or could have been severely sick because it wasn't picked up in screening. Exactly. Yep. And that's the difference in life is this, if every single person on this planet looked to enabling and helping one person, we wouldn't have such a dysfunctional planet. Yes, I totally agree. It's not about saving the world. It's about saving each other so the world can be saved. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I know that you're based in Cardiff and, and Gloucestershire and, uh, and a few other places. And, and I know that you're about to go international. And of course, we're here in North America and you're over in Wales and, and the UK. Um, tell us more about how you're branching out and... and um, and how international are you going to go? Well, we've spent a long time building a really strong infrastructure for Iron Woman. Our learning programs have been accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. We have the Investors in People Gold Award. We're using technology in order to, to make the learning interesting, innovative, and all-embracing. And so... We would love to take Iron Woman into different parts of the world. It's finding those unique women in those different parts of the world who genuinely want to have 
a part-time business alongside what they're already doing to invest in the developing of other people's businesses or other women's businesses should I say because I am woman is exclusively for women and also you know as we move into different countries we have to be mindful of uh, the differences in legislation and equal opportunity practice what we can say that applies back here in the UK we've got to be very careful and mindful that the whole thing translates into different countries and so we're going to take it slow in order that synergistically we find the right people the right women who would love to work with other women to help them grow their businesses so for anybody in North America, it would be excellent for them to come and go through your entire program um, to see if they can then take the same principle. Um, yes, because they can become online members with us. Right. So it doesn't matter where women are, they can become an online member of I'm Woman and go through our learning alongside all our other members and where possible dip in via Skype to different things that we have going on, connect with us on our social media platforms, us working with them, helping them market what they do online. Um, and um, so somebody could be an online member, but wouldn't it be fantastic if the result of this interview was somebody who heard it thinking, gosh, I would really love to help other women in business and came in and, and started to run an Iron Woman business club in their area. We'd love it. Right, exactly, because that's, uh, you, you've got um, a platform here that works. So you've, you've already got, you know, um, you know the, uh, the blueprint, the foundation, you know, the structure of the business. So it's very easy for someone to take this and then duplicate it and uh, build it up in their own area. It's not like they're having to reinvent the wheel. You've already That's got right. that emotion. And, uh, and now it's just taking those people that are enthusiastic about kind of branching it out into their own area and uh, bringing people together. You know, women are awesome. Um, so incredibly resilient and uh, abundantly um, fruitful and clever and and so much more than we've been given credit for and so seeing an organization that celebrates women and and enables women to discover who they are why they're here and and to re you know to to embrace all those beautiful um possibilities and opportunities is absolutely wonderful and we do need to see more of this because there are so many talented women that are are yet to have a platform where they can be kind of quote discovered or discover yeah. what they're here for yeah totally so how do people get hold of you how do they join up um, if they're in the area or how do they get online with you etc they can the the best thing i would ask them to do to start with is to have a look at our website www.iamwoman.biz um, if they would like a skype call with me to discover how we can be working with them whether they would like to become an online member or come to one of our events um, they can email me info at iamwoman.biz and uh, we can arrange even a skype call just for us to have a chat and get to know one another wonderful well i love what you're doing and um you know the other thing i think I, w I want to say here too is age is no barrier um it doesn't matter how old somebody is uh we're not dead until we're dead and we're, you know the more we actually participate in life the 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 longer we keep everything going and that um, i started my business again at 58 59 and um it's if you've got an idea, don't let your age hold you back, right? Because that's right. That's you, right. It's uh, you could be an inspiration or a mentor to a, to a younger person, and and all your wisdom that you have there is something that helps you move forward in life. Uh, you know, and and give back all that beautiful wisdom that's there. So don't let age hold you back, young or old. That's right. And some of our members, uh, it's their first business. It could be that they've left college. Uh, they've left school or they've left their first job thinking I want to start my own business and they come to Iron Woman because they know very quickly they'll have a whole group of women around them who are going to help them push their business forward or they could be at the other scale um, where they are perhaps already working in somebody else's business or running a business and just want that extra push to make that business fast growth. 
Our patron within Iron Woman, Margaret Carter, she's now 73. She's still very active running Patchwork Traditional Foods. She's now called herself the CEO, which she now says applies to her role as being Chief Excitement Officer. <laughs> and uh, she's just an incredible role model for our women coming through. And because, you know, she supplies Harrods, Selfridges, a lot of the big stores, she even helps our new members coming through to get into those larger stores where, you know, they wouldn't have had a hope in hell in getting some of these places. But she's able to make these discreet connections for our women joining, how they can get in and start supplying the larger larger suppliers. And, you know, again, age is no barrier. We have a 78-year-old uh, woman on uh, our show, Wise Health, who has over 50 years of holistic health, in, you know, information. She's like a walking encyclopedia. Uh, we don't, you know, oh, she's 78, what, what relevance does she have? She has a lifetime of knowledge that can help us. And that's the beauty of it is... Uh, and also the young people bring about such an inspiration and such a, a different view of doing things that when you put the young and old together, boy, there there is nothing that can stop you. Potent and powerful. Yes, absolutely. Hey, I am woman, hear me roar. There's no holding me back, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thank you very much for being with us here today. I love what you're doing. It's a platform that's very, very much needed. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that do support women and, you know, give them a platform to kind of promote their businesses and things. But you're there in helping people discover what that purpose is and help them um, discover who they are and, you know, what kind of business they can set up and, and that camaraderie and that support in that network, which is so important. Um, there are so many people that are solopreneurs and the reason they fail is because they're solo. You need other people. You need a network. You need a group of people that can help you along the way and that you also can contribute to because that is the nature of being a human being. We need each other and to support one another. Thank you very much for the opportunity of sharing what I Am Woman does across the nation. Um, my pleasure, my pleasure. And don't forget to also to, you know, to look at her Achieve uh, program there and um, all the books, uh, Aspire rather, Aspire. Um, and, you know, there's so much that you're doing here. So please go to the site. The site is very inspirational and lots of beautiful visuals as well. Just even the pictures will make you feel like you want to be there. So if you want to duplicate this somewhere in your own neighborhood, contact Cheryl. Um, uh, otherwise, look to see if it's in your neighborhood because what you need to help you get going in life is within reach you've just got to reach out and grab it so thank you very much cheryl thank you sarah and to everyone else yes you can all you have to do is believe until next time